Hi, and welcome to the morning lesson. I want to read to you from the uh, poetic Edda, where m many of the Norse stories come from. And this is the Rigspula, the Lay of Rig. The Birth of Thrall. Once walked, tis said, the green ways along, mighty and ancient, a god most glorious, strong and vigorous, striding, rig. Ever on he went to the middle of the way, till he came to a house with door unclosed. He entered straight, there was fire on the floor, and a hoary couple sitting by the hearth, great-grandfather and mother in ancient guise. Well knew Rig how to give them counsel. He sat down, he sat him down in the middle of the floor, and with the home folk twain upon either side. Great grandmother fetched a coarse baked loaf, all heavy and thick and crammed with husk. She bore it forth in the middle of the dish, with broth in a bowl, and laid the board. Thence Rig uprose, prepared to rest, well, he knew how to give them counsel. He laid him down in the middle of the bed, and the home folk twain upon either side. Thus he tarried three nights together, and then he strode in the middle of the road, while thrice three moons were gliding by. Great-grandmother bore a swarthy boy. With water they sprinkled him, and called him Thrall. Forthwith he grew, and well he throve. Birth thought tough were his hands, with wrinkled skin, with knuckles knotty and fingers thick. His face was ugly, his back was humpy, his heels were long. Straight away again he, he to prove his strength, with a blast of binding loads of making, he bore home faggots the live-long day. There came to the dwellings a wandering maid, with wayward feet and sunburn arms, with downbent nose, the bondmaid named. She sat her down in the middle of the floor. Beside her sat the son of the house. They chatted and whispered, their bed preparing thrall and bondmaid the day lo long day through joyous lived they and reared their children thus they called them brawler cowherd boar and horsefly lewd and lustful stout and stumpy sluggard swarthy lout and leggy they fashioned fences they dug the meadows swine they herded goats they tended and tough turf they dug Daughters were there, loggy and cloggy, lumpy leg and eagle nose, whiner, bondwoman, oak and peggy, tattered coat and crane shanked maid. Thence are come the generation of thralls. thralls. Thence are come the generation of thralls. The birth of churl. Ever on went Rig the straight roads along till he came to a dwelling with a door unclosed. He entered straight. There was fire in the floor. Grandfather and grandmother owned the house. The home folk sat there hard and working. 
by them stood on the floor a box, hewed the husband wood for warp beam, trim his beard and the lockins over his brow, but mean and scanty the shirt he wore. The wife sat by him, plying her distaff, swaying her arms to weave the cloth, with snood on her head and smock on her breast, studs on her shoulders and scarf on her neck. Well knew Rig how to give them counsel. He sat them down in the middle of the floor and the home folk twain upon either side. Grandmother set forth plenteous dishes. Cooked was the calf of dainties best. Thence Rig uprose, prepared the rest. Well, he knew how to give them counsel. He laid them down in the middle of the bed and the home folk twain upon either side. Thus he tarried three nights together. Then on he strode in the middle of the road, while thrice three moons were gliding by. A child had grandmother, churl they called him, and sprinkled with water and swathened in linen, rosy and ruddy with sparkling eyes, he grew and throve, and forthwith gained he to break an oxen to shape the harrow, to build him houses and barns to raise him, to fashion carts and follow the plow. Then home he drove with a key-hung maiden in goat-skin kirtle named daughter-in-law. They wed her to churl in their bridal linen. The twain, jade ready, their wealthy as sharing, kept house together and joyous lived. Children reared they, thus they called them youth and hero, fame, smith, yeoman, broad-limb, peasant, chef-bred, neighbor, farmer, speaker, and stubbly beard. By other names were the daughters they called dame, bride, lady, gay, gaudy, maid, wife, woman, bashful, slender, thence, are come the kindreds of churls. The birth of Earl. Still on went Rig the straight roads along till he came to a hall whose gates looked south. Pushed was the door to a ring in the post set. He forthwith entered the rush-strewn room. Each other eyeing, the home folk sat there. Father and mother twirling their fingers. There was the husband string a-tweening, shafting arrows and shaping bows. There was the wife, or her fair arms wandering, smoothing her linen, stretching her sleeves. A high peak quaff and a breast brooch wore she, trailing robes and a blue-tinged sark. Her brow was brighter, her breast was fairer, her throat was whiter than driven snow. Well, Rig, well knew Rig how to give them counsel. He sat them down in the middle of the floor and the home folk twain upon either side. Then he took mother a figured cloth, white of linen, and covered the board. Thereafter took she a fine baked loaf, white of wheat, and covered the cloth. Next, she brought forth plenteous dishes set with silver and spread the board with brown fried bacon and roasted birds. There was wine in a vessel and rich rock goblets, 
She drank and reveled while day went by. Well knew Rig how to give them counsel. He rose ere long and prepared his couch. He laid them down in the middle of the bed and the home folk twain upon either side. Thus he tarried three nights together. Then on he rode in the middle of the road while thrice three moons were gliding by. Then a boy had mother. She swathered him in silk and with water sprinkled him, called him Earl. Light were his locks and fair his cheeks, flashing his eyes like a serpent's shone. Grew Earl forthwith in the halls and again to swing the shield, to fit the string, to bend the bow, to shaft the arrow, to hurl the dart, to shake the spear, to ride the horse, to loosen the hounds, to draw the sword, and to swim the stream. Forth from the thicket came Rig astriding, Rig astriding and taught him runes. His own name he gave, as son he claimed him and bade him hold the ancestral fields, the ancestral fields and the ancient home. On, then on rode Earl through the murky wood, through the rimy fields, through the rimy fells till he reached a hall. His shaft he shook, his shield he brandished, his steed he galloped, his sword he drew, war he wakened. The field he reddened, the doom he slew, and won him lands. Till alone he ruled over eighteen halls. Gold he scattered and gave to all men, treasures and trinkets and slender ribbed horses. Wealth he strewed and sundered rings. Along dewy roads his messengers drive to the hall they reached where ruler dwelt. A daughter owned he, dainty-fingered, fair and skillful, skillful, Erna called. They wooed her and brought her home a-driving to Earl. They wed her in bale fine-woven. Husband and wife lived happy after. Their children waxed and life enjoyed. The birth of a king. Heir was the eldest Barn the second, babe, successor, inheritor, boy, descendant, offspring, son, youth, kinsman, Khan, the kingly, was youngest born. Forthwith grew up the sons of Earl, games they learned, and sports and swimming, taming horses, round shields bending, war shafts smoothing, ash spears shaking. But king, the youngest alone, knew runes runes eternal and runes of life yet more he knew how to shelter men to blunt the sword edge and calm the seas he learnt bird language he quenched the fire flame heal all sorrows and soothe the heart strength and might of eight he owned and then he strove in runes with rig the earl crafty wiles he used and one, so gained his heritage, held the right thus rig to be called, and runes to know. Young king once through, young king rode once through thicket and wood, shooting arrows and slaying birds, till spake a crow perched lone on a bough. 
Why wilt thou thus kill birds, young king? Twould fit thee rather to ride on horses, to draw the sword and slay the foe. Dan and Damp have dwellings goodly, homesteads fairer than ye to hold, and well they know the keel to ride, the sword to prove, and wounds to strike. I hope you enjoyed this uh, little poem. The slaves uh, and the servants, there they are the offspring of the thrall. The freemen and farmers, they are the offspring of the churl or the carl, could be pronounced carl as well. The nobles, they are the offspring of earl or jarl or jarl. And the royalty, the final described, the final birth described is the of that of the of Khan, of the boy Khan, whose mean whose name means king. And it is um it's it's important to know that rig also um, means king in Irish. And so this is sort of this link between the gods and the the kings. Um, and yeah, so this, this poem comes from Iceland, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, bye! <laughs>